Welcome, Wide Angle Podium fans and listeners, to episode one of the Wide Angle Podium Green Room. This is Scott from Bike Shop CX. I'm going to be the one editing and, I guess, quote-unquote, producing uh, this podcast out of the parts bin on the Wide Angle Podium. And so I'm just throwing in a little bit of an intro here. On episode one, I got together with Tim Hayes, of course, from the Slow Ride podcast, and we kind of laid out what the uh, Wide Angle Podium Green Room show is going to be. So I'm not going to go into that in the intro. Just I wanted to pop something in here, though, because we will get a <laughs> probably a show icon at some point or logo at some point um, and some show music. But I didn't want to include that in the intro because Tim and I actually go through and listen to a little bit of stuff and decide what the green room, wide angle podium, green room show music is going to be. So I didn't want to spoil that uh, by putting it here in the intro. So in the future, there will be a little bit of mu intro music here and we'll kind of set each show up. But for this show, it's basically Tim and I uh, telling you what we're planning, what we think the show is. We And then we have some great discussion on uh, what it's like to own a bike shop. And kind of uh, we start a discussion that will probably uh, come and go into the future, too. And we'll, we, we're, it basically sets up a way we're going to have to create a list, Tim, you and I. We're going to have to create a list of how to not be that bike shop person or customer. <laughs> so we talk about that a little bit. We talk about some stuff that's going on with uh, our two shows a little bit and how we do certain things and what. And uh, yeah, just basically, like we said, a bunch of stuff that we don't normally get to talk about. So, all right, without further ado, let's enter the Wide Angle Podium Green Room. All right, this is the episode one of the Wide Angle Podium Green Room. This is Scott Deanbach from Bike Shop CX. With me today... Hello. It's Tim Hayes. <laughs> the, the Slow Ride Podcast. The Slow Ride Podcast. And Tim, I mean, you guys on your show always say where you're from. So yeah, where are I'm you? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. I don't get and to do it, that. In, you're in Michigan. Where, where in Michigan are you? I'm in Manchester, Michigan, which is a tiny town... Um, about 25 miles southwest of Ann Arbor, which okay. is where University of Michigan is. Most people know where Ann Arbor is. And so it's about 60 miles west Just, of Detroit. It's in the middle of the hand. Yeah, and like, it's down, it's, it's down yeah. by the Ohio border, too. I'm only like 20, 25 miles away from the Ohio border. So, Okay. Yeah. So, so, is that mostly, so you're mostly in Michigan territory for when the game is. But there's probably <laughs> enough Ohio bleed. Yeah, that yeah, Ohio State. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean Columbus is way down, you know, way down in Ohio. But we still get, yeah. There's a lot of crossover, and and it goes the other. You know, there's a lot of Michigan fans in Northern Ohio too. You see that a lot too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I don't even, I don't even pay attention to football anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, dislike. I mean, it is what it is. I don't dislike it. I, mean, I don't. I hate when people badmouth other sports. You know. Yeah, it's like it, I, I so I don't dislike football or anything like that. I just I just doesn't I it can't hold my doesn't hold my interest anymore. So yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the old uh, like sports ball like like this you know where someone will just be like, oh sports ball. It's like yeah whatever. Some people like it. Yeah, Some, like I like cycling. Yeah, you like cycling. Yeah, I don't want people to make fun of me for liking cycling and cycling's <laughs> right. a totally laughable sport. Right. To, sure. A, you know, a football fan. But yeah, it is what it is. So we're in the green room. Yeah. So, what, what what is this show, Tim? What are we gonna What are we gonna talk about? You want me to take a stab first? Yeah, you go first. I would say that the green room 
you know, we refer to the green room on the podcast, uh, in the slow ride podcast parlance is you tend to have really good conversations before the mics even get turned on. Right. And then you end up losing it. And then you, um, you sit there and you're like, man, we should have been recording that. And then you refer to it later on. Like, Oh, remember when we were in the green room talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. And so my point of view is let's, let's, we have such a wide range of talent on the wide angle podium network. Let's, let's get different hosts together. Yeah. And just, uh, have a green room conversation, kind of what goes on. I'm sure our listeners and supporters uh, uh, will feel free to chime in and, and, and take take part. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's basically what, what I was thinking too, is like, let's just, you know, let's talk about the little stuff that it could be, some of it's going to be cycling related and some of it isn't, I think, is probably how it'll go. And we'll do check-ins at the different shows. Be check-ins um, at the different show. We're hoping to get... So, so just so people know, we have a we have a Slack channel that we all chat on, right? All the network yep. of us, and we kind of put it out there. What are ways we can uh, engage more more people? So, uh, you know, we had this idea of let's get the different people from two different, at least two different shows, um, together to just kind of chat and kind of just roll the dice a little bit, mix it up, right? Yeah, yeah, and I. I answered the bell first, as did you, That's but I know right. that uh, we got the gravel lot will be coming on. We've got uh, Bill over at uh, Crosshairs, and then we've got, uh, uh, you know, like Little Guy. Little Guy's always down from the slow ride, yeah. so I'm pretty excited. Um, I think that we should go through a couple of different things, okay. um, I would say, to start. Check-ins with the different shows, see how things are going. Uh-huh. I definitely want to talk about something that you and I have in common that okay. I think would never get discussed unless we were on the same pod together, which oh. here we are. All and right. that's bike shop ownership. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's a, yeah. which we both have done. Yeah. I kind of want to know where you're at uh, with that. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. And then yeah. at the end, we should probably choose some music. Yeah. I think we're going to do that on this episode. We're trying to, we're, we're in the hunt for, I got, and I downloaded a bunch of, have you ever gone and listened to like royalty free music before? No. Did, yeah, it's is terrible. Is that a rabbit hole I want to go down? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so I got some stuff I'm just going to play. And, you know, you only need a short little yeah. section yeah. of a song. Um, but, um, yeah, I got I, I downloaded some stuff from Loyalty Freak. All right. Uh, so we'll listen to some of that. And we might all, it might all be so bad we don't want to use any of it. And the, and the hunt will continue. So um, there's that potential, too. So. What is going on over at Bike Shop CX? Because I know uh, that I've got a little guy this week was asking on the, the most recent Slow Ride pod about derailleur hangers. So, you, oh. so you're going to have some dynamite conversation on derailleur hangers. Okay, um, I, got, I got to listen to that. I know, you know, I feel bad because I know you guys, we used to do the question back and forth with... Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're firing this one back up because little guy was... Okay. He was chomping at the bit. So okay. we, <laughs> like, Well, it just got we hard because... Help. Because, you know, you guys are weekly, we're every other week, so some just the timing of it got hard. So I would, like, listen to your show, but we by the time I got to do a, one of our shows to answer it, you guys already did another show and asked another question. So I just got, like, <laughs> it was just a timing thing. I, it, we kind of got away from it a little bit um, on our show, but I'll definitely uh, I'll have to make sure I get that in now, and then um, we'll talk about that on the next show for sure. Yeah, derailleur hangers are a pain. And well, they are. It, Why can there be not be but, one? So let me just <laughs> preface: I'm the world's worst bike mechanic. So <laughs> I thought for a really good idea for a show would be you trying to instruct me how to fix a bike over the 
like over oh. Skype or whatever that we're oh. using, right? Because yeah. that would just be hilarious because at the end of it, <laughs> I would still have a bike that wouldn't work because I I trust professional bike mechanics. Like, and I wouldn't have I was, any hair left. <laughs> I'm a exactly. Like I I'm one of these ones where it's when I used to own the bike shop, like service was never discounted. That mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, that's like labor is you're paying for an expert to take care of your bike because you have a machine that you're riding that you're entrusting with right. basically your life or, you know, your arms and your collarbones. Yeah. You want to well, make sure it works. You know, and a you car dealer, a car dealer never <laughs> discounts service, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it's not like it's, you don't do it. Yeah. And so therefore I, I quickly became in my in my cycling uh, fandom. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe why I hang out with a little guy and Spencer a lot is because they would help me fix my bike. Nice. Right. Because I, I don't have the mechanical engineering skills. I, it's just not my thing. Yeah. And so that's why you go to bike shops. Right. Um, and that's why I do like listening to your st- show, because even when you're talking about, you know, like in the most recent episode, the uh, brakes, disc brakes, Shimano brakes. Right. I kind of understand what's going on with calipers. Yeah. But man, I'm not going to be the one doing the work. But you guys right. make it pretty entertaining. So right. at least I, I feel like I can talk about and see, that's to, uh, <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the goal of our show. Our, you know, I, I used to do more detailed stuff and thinking, oh, I want people to be able to do this from beginning to end. And then I kind of realized that's boring. One, that's boring. Two, no matter how detailed I make an audio show, it's they're not going to be able to do that. Right. So yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. through yeah. let's go through like a topic, like, say, a, a hydraulic caliper. But and let's just do it at a level where, OK, I can see it in my mind. I can I it, it makes me feel comfortable to go ahead and do this now. But I'm still going to need to go find the manual from Shimano, say, that gives me the step by step instructions. So right rather than our show trying to be those step and step step by step instructions, it's just kind of a general, hey, it's OK, man, this is or, you know, this is doable and it's not that hard and here's the general general way to get yourself through this and you'll be fine so we kind of started doing it more like that yeah we like i think that our our show i i'm a very i i'm a flip-flopper right scott like i you know i i had shimano di2 when it first came out Uh loved it Uh never had a misship i was like whatever that's fine and then I was going to get my new bike the moots which i had been saving up for a very long time oh you have a moots man (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, I had the what, moots. What, and what moots do you have? I had the Vamoots uh, CR, the Club Racer. Oh, dude, and that is one of my favorite bikes. So I have a 7, yeah. and I have a 7 uh, Elium, and the 7 Elium and the Moots Vamoots are my two favorite bikes of all yeah. time, I think. It's so anyways. absolutely love this bike. Yeah. It's fantastic. I got the matching C-Post, stem. Mm-hmm. My, my bike shop, we were a Moots dealer. Okay. So I was able to take advantage of that. Um, and you know, I just, I have a moots, but when I was buying the moots, I was just assuming I'd put Shimano DI2 on it. Mm-hmm. Right. This is about seven years ago now. Okay. And the, and the boys on the pod, you know, well, before we even had the pod, eh, yeah, we've been around a while. So they, they're <laughs> like, uh, you're not putting Shimano on a moots. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like I had no clue. They like, wanted Campy on it, didn't they? Tim, you need to put Campy on that. Yeah. And then I put Campy on it, and I will never go back. Yeah, like I am. And that's I'm full. That's what Campy guy. That's now. what's on my seven too. Is Campy record all the way around? In fact, yeah. Even when they when they built it, they were like, "Oh, I said, yeah, I, this is going to be Campy." They're like, "Oh, okay, so you want full chorus?" I'm like, "No, I want yeah. record." So, <laughs> and then I wanted to get a second Moots. Okay. Right, and and I wanted a gravel cross bike. Nice. And the folks at uh, 
can't be like when I was looking at or sorry, the folks at uh, both can't be, I guess, and mm-hmm. uh, Moots. They're like, well, you can't really do that right now because we don't have a disc version. This is like two or three years ago. So now they yeah. just came out with disc brakes. So now yeah. now you can do it because Moots doesn't make rim brake bikes anymore. It's like pretty much all. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be. Or sorry, yeah. all disc brakes. All discs. Yeah. I have a so, story for you about Moots. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so please. I, if you go way back in our bike shop show days, before we even were doing Bike Shop CX, I had a guy on, uh, his name was Paul Allman. He lived in Ann Arbor, used to live out in Colorado where moots were made. He went to the moots. He knew who, I, I can't even remember who originally started moots back in the day. Was Erickson or something like y- that? Right? Yeah, yeah. And so he knew them. He goes in there. They were still, they were doing steel, right? And he goes in there, he's talking to his buddy, and, and he's like, hey, come back, come here, check this out in the back. And he goes in the back, and they were working on welding, TIG welding, their first titanium frame. So I'm like, wait a minute, wow. Paul. You actually got to sit and watch Moots make the very first tie frame that they ever made? And he's like, yes. That is pretty freaking cool, right? I mean, that's like... That's like the birth of something right right there. I mean, yeah. I'm like, dude, that is so awesome. So That'd be awesome. super awesome to see. Could you then, imagine? Yeah, you've seen you saw the first titanium moots frame ever. Now, yeah. I didn't like I it's weird because oh, not just that. To see the first one ever. Yeah. But when you look at moots, like it's kind of got this weird um like I don't know what's true and what's not true because like you always run into people that have a moot story or some kind yeah. of like where they yeah. right. when I found it. I had heard that the Moots at one time was owned by like a uh, an heir to the Disney fortune. Uh-huh. And then that's when they sold it a little while back. To, okay. Cuz now it's the gentleman from uh, a gentleman from Arkansas I believe owns it now. Okay. Um and it's just kind of like one of these weird situations that I'm just like all right, so is this a like like what's the truth here? Cuz I like this idea that that Disney that an heir, like this mysterious heir to the Disney fortune, <laughs> yeah. bought a titanium bike company in the middle of Colorado <laughs> right. and then tried to sell it for dozens of years yeah. to the right owner. And mm-hmm. then finally, the right gentleman came along. I think his, um, I think his name is uh, Brent. I always follow him on Instagram. And uh-huh. you're like, wow, like they found the right caretaker. So I love this idea of, you know, M- Moots just being this very special brand that's always protecting the people in right, you know, Steamboat right. Springs. Right. They only right. make like 100 bikes a month, right? It's like 1,200 bikes a year. So like yeah. I've, yeah. I felt very, um, very lucky to have one. I saved up a lot of money for it because I'm not going to oh. lie. They're very oh. expensive. Yeah, they're not, they're <laughs> not cheap. They're not cheap. That's Yeah, the 7 was but, the same way. I mean, I, you, you know, people always say like, oh, how, how much did that cost? I'm like, ah, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> so 7's got great pedigree. I, there's a lot of things I love about 7, but then they had those honeys. Like, so they made a bike called the Honey, right? Oh, the that Honey was, Badger? Yeah, which was like the no, they had like the Teague weld um out of the seven factory, I believe, right? Like okay. it was kind of their you know how uh um vanilla workshop has the speed the speed boggins? Oh, are you talking about the mud honey? Uh maybe that's what it is. Maybe I think that might be what it is. Anyways, go I'll ahead. Have to look. But yeah. it, it's kind of that, you know, there's the other like they have a pedigree of um frames coming out of the same shop. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where that speed wagon and vanilla workshop um kind of have this very similar uh, aesthetics, but one's clearly, you know, more mass produced than the custom. Right, right. Yeah. Well, no, I, love I mean, it. So is your, is your uh, seven, is that your daily? 
your daily driver, if you will? <laughs> For it, well, so yeah, it's a road bike. Um, yeah, any anything on the road. Like when I was doing those, you know, I did this one charity ride that was like 300 miles in three days. And um, that was my go. That's just your moots is probably similar. I could sit on that bike all day long for consecutive days forever and never be uncomfortable. I'd be tired. Yeah. You know, you'd be tired, so, but but never any pains or aches or anything. So so I went from carbon to aluminum to then titanium. So I went from like, <laughs> eh, OK, like yeah. a little bit flexible yeah. to a tin can on right. the brick streets to right. just riding on a cloud yeah um absolutely love it and then uh so pre- yeah pretty cool stuff and it was kent yeah. erickson that started moots okay gotcha gotcha yep so, that's right well here so here's my it. seven story in case people haven't heard when when I, I bought the seven like you said you had the that moots seat post is probably my favorite seat post that because it's For sure. so the way it clamps to the saddle rails i think is just amazing it's um, beautiful and, and seven, it also adds like a great amount of uh, uh suspension too, right? Yeah, the, with that little curve that it has. Yeah. Yeah. And so Seven makes their own titanium seat post, too. And okay. um, I got, it was one of the first ones the year I got mine, which was uh, 2009, I think. Um, and uh, so at the end of the season once, at the end of summer, um, I was riding it and my saddle slipped. You know, it, it like went down, it pointed up, right? I hit a bump and it, and it tilted. I'm like, ah, oh, I just must not have been tight, you know? So you tighten it up, and, but then it does it again. I was like, ah. So out of frustration, I just tweeted. Oh. Did you hear this story? I just tweeted. No, oh, this, no, but this, I, I think I know where you're going with this. This, this. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> this, um, this seat post, you know, just ruined another ride. I love seven, but this seat post has been giving me trouble. Dude, so I drive home, I get home, and there's an email in my inbox, and they're like, because I had tagged them in the tweet, yeah. but they knew, but they knew my name, they knew what bike I had, they knew what C post I had, and I get home and I there's an a, a email in my inbox, and I open it, and they're like, your new one's on the way. Oh wow, okay, that's totally polar opposite of what I thought <laughs> I you like, were gonna say. I was like, Can what? I- they're like, yeah, it just popped the old one back in the. Oh, that's in the, fantastic! In the package, that's put a, the sticker on, and, and off it goes. So, so when people say, service. "Why do you pay four hundred dollars for a seat post?" That's why. Can I tell you what I thought you were going to say? What's that? That you went home and you were like, you know, I just like the way the Moot seat post clamps. <laughs> so you put the Moot seat post inside the seven. There you and go. And then Scott, you and I would have some have to have some conversations outside the green room on that because I, I don't know. How I'd feel like that'd be the ultimate power move to yeah. have the, the yeah. boot seat post with the seven <laughs> and um, posting pictures everywhere. Look at this. <laughs> Look it's at what like I the, it's like, it's like the, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like the bike shop, uh, owner or whatever, when, when the multiple reps would come in. Right. And then yeah. you'd be like, Oh, I buy from everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a bike Switzerland here. Like I like Moots. I like seven. And then you look like, I've got an NV fork. It's like everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a that was a good swerve. I what I mean that is why you pay for that kind of service and yeah. uh, great things about uh, seven moots. So now yep. this could be titanium bike hour. Okay, <laughs> like, like, I'm fine with that. Like, there's just so much to talk about. I, I would absolutely uh, <laughs> that could be a whole podcast show right there every week. All you do is talk about titanium. Oh man! So what else is going on in uh, the world of Bike Shop CX? Uh yeah. So with our show, I just started. Um, 
trying to l use Logic Pro on my Mac for doing some editing. So okay. um, I used to use Audacity a lot because the editing is fairly simple, right? It's not like you got to put... When it's just spoken words, it's not like... I don't know how into music people are and everything, but it's not like you got to put an equalizer on yeah, yeah, each yeah. track and a compressor on each track or something like that. Um, so Audacity was fine, but with the latest Mac OS update, um, it broke some things in Audacity. Okay. So, and I didn't know that before I installed the update. It was like a huge, you know, like a nine gig update. And, you know, my internet issues where I live out here in the middle of nowhere, downloading nine gig file is a major ordeal for me. So, so, so we I would had to, say, we would say you're on the neighbor's Wi Fi, just like little guy, right? Like this, <laughs> uh, on the yeah, neighbor's Wi Fi, they got to pay their bill. I <laughs> wish, like, I wish I could get on the neighbor's Wi Fi. I wish the neighbors <laughs> had Wi Fi, dude. I'm, I'm like, I mean, there's trade-offs, right? Because the good part about it is I can I can go out my driveway on a gravel bike and I can choose which 100-mile gravel route I want to go ride and never do anything more than crossover pavement, right? So yeah. that's the trade-off, right, is you're going to have spotty internet connection if you want for that kind of stuff. So um, it, it's fine. But um, anyways, so Audacity, yeah, there, it broke some things in Audacity, and I went on their website and tried to get help, and they're like, yeah, it's... Because they're an open source. I don't know how familiar. Yeah, yeah. I used to do computer networking, too. So they're open source. And they're like, yeah, some of the Macs, some of the stuff Mac wants us to do, we feel is a violation of our open source. And so they're like, we're not sure we're ever going to be able to fix this in a way that we can still be open source. Oh, so no. I was like, Ugh. so I was like, okay, I need to start really learning Logic Pro just as a as a backup, right? In case Audacity completely, there's kind of a workaround right now. You can use the um, the terminal and and do a command in the terminal, and it will still Audacity will still launch, and you can still use it. But it's cumbersome, and you don't. And what if something happens in the future where it completely doesn't work at all? So, um, so yeah, I've been I've been learning Logic Pro. When I bought this Mac, I I bought Logic Pro with it, um, and it's it's just the thing with Logic Pro is it's very complex, and it's so much more yeah. than you need. It, there's a big steep learning curve. So, um, I've been using that to. Um, I'm going to start using that to edit the show. So I want to throw this out there. If there's any listeners, I have a, a test file. Uh, and it's of okay. our last show. It's not like it's not like something behind the scenes. It's just our last show. It's the first third of our last show. Um, and I've already edited it and tweaked it a little bit. So if people are interested and they want to listen to this, because I'm interested in their opinion, because I don't know about you guys, but we get emails from people and they're like, this sounded weird or that sounded weird. And it's like, yeah, but how are you listening? You know, if you listen on headphones, sometimes something sounds one yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. If you listen in your car, if you're listening on speakers, some people listen on their computer. So I'm just looking for like some people that are, would be interested in listening to the first third of our last show that I've edited using Logic Make sure, yeah, that sounds okay, or yeah, that sounded better, or no, that sucked, or whatever. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, just send a, the show an email, which is just bikeshopshow at gmail.com. I'm going to upload a file to my Google Drive, and I'll send you that link, and you can listen to it and just give me some feedback. So Yeah, it's definitely a, a nerve-wracking experience when you have to change over your editing software or yes. vice versa. Yes. Now, for us at The Slow Ride, 
um, Spencer is the wizard in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. I did the first like 70 episodes. So when people say they go back and they listen, I'm like, oh man, that's bad. <laughs> They're like, and then, what uh, happened around episode 70? <laughs> yeah, 71, it got really good. Um, so but yeah, I totally understand. So yeah, just email bikeshopshow at gmail.com if you want to yeah. help uh, edit, or sorry, listen to the test edit because of the new uh, Logic Pro. Yeah, because you definitely want to make sure we get it right, um, especially with the network being... Uh, you know, we're kind of doing like the NPR thing. Like we, we depend on that feedback from uh, the listeners and also fellow cycling nerds. Right. Um, exactly. So I just did a, in my studio space, I kind of, am, I'm moving to the way I will be installing sound dampening. Do you, okay. Do you yeah. have sound dampening at all on your end? Cause I, I want to make sure that people really can pick up the nice soft tones of my voice. <laughs> and sometimes maybe I'm coming in a little bit too sharp. <laughs> yeah. So just so for backup people, uh, again, on Slack, Tim put up a, po- a picture of wh- where he records and asked everybody to do that. So a bunch of us threw pictures up so everyone, so the rest of us could all kind of see um, where we recorded. And yeah, at the time I had this big blank wall right next to where my iMac is. Um, and I just, just uh, maybe two days ago, I put up some of that, um, some of that sound dampening stuff that we were going about that I got like from Amazon, you know, the yeah. squares. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I put like, I have those on the wall, but I also, I, I actually went and read an article on sound dampening and they recommended, they're like, one of the things you can do is they've got these corner blocks that fit yep. into the corner of a room. They're foam. You know, you've probably seen them and the, having those up at the ceiling, it really helps a lot. So the, I've also got four of those up in the four corners of the room, way up at the ceiling. Oh, so really? we'll see. Yeah. And so I got those. Okay. And then I got these smaller things that come down the corner, in the corner. I'll send you another picture. Uh, and then I have this wall uh, kind of with like a checkered board. I did it, you know, I did one row with the vertical. And yeah, then the next yeah. row I did offset with the lines horizontally. And then I just kind of went up. It's, it's, I decided the best way to connect them to the wall is to just use like thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. I was thinking of doing the command strip way, but I will. I will say this: my much better half, Sarah, I don't think is so keen on just do it. Like I know that you've changed the design up, the vertical, horizontal of the sound yeah. strips. Yeah. I think I might have to get some of the fabric um, folded ones, right? Yeah. That are a little bit like more picturesque. Yeah, they but, look more like like decoration, like something you'd hang anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think that. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for where we're going as a network, but then also um, as a show. So I think that the other thing that I want to touch on for the slow ride, and one of the things that we're working on is we're, we're doing this dirty Kanza event, right? I don't know if you've heard of it, this little gravel event in Kansas. Oh, where yeah, I think I entered. read about that one. <laughs> Spencer and I are going to do it on a tandem. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, Spencer will be the captain. I'll be the stoker so I can backseat drive the whole time. Right. Um, and little guy will be there. Little guy probably only get like 10 miles in before something falls off his bike. And, (laughs) but I'm thinking of doing like live pod potting of it. Right. So I'm going to bring my zoom recorder with me, maybe do some interviews because I'll be in the back. I'm not going to even have to pedal. Um, It's going to be fantastic. So I'm kind of like stepping up uh, that game a little bit. (laughs) That's really like what we've been doing. You need like uh, some lavalier mics, you know, that you can just clip on. You guys could all three have one. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I, I kind of, I like the idea that Spencer's back is going to be my <laughs> sounding board. Like literally, like I could have the soundboard there, like for just the levels. You you know. 
attach like a, a Velcro sports. strip to the back of his jersey and yeah. then the other side to your Zoom and just just Velcro yeah. your Zoom onto his back. That'd be great. So I love that idea. Before we, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about music here in a little bit because we got to get the green room green room show music. And yeah, yeah. We got to get something that's going to be amazing for when all the other wide angle podium uh, guests come on. Or and you wanted to and talk listeners. about bike shops too, man. Don't we? But I did. Yeah. And that's where I was going to get into. So I think that this could be the reoccurring theme over the course of when you and I are on the show together is is the bike shop experience. Okay. So rather than getting into the specifics of what happened to our shops, why we opened shops, I think that's going to come up over time. Mm-hmm. I like to get to the nitty gritty. Okay. Now you are the service extraordinaire. Yeah. I'm the halfway decent sales guy. Clearly not a good enough sales guy to keep the shop open in a <laughs> in a in an Amazon world. But right. so I got to ask you a question because because are you, well, f- let me preface the question. Are you okay. still currently in the bike shop game at all? Are you working on your on the side? You still doing some service? What, where are you at yeah. right now with the shop closed? So what I have is I, I essentially have a shop in my basement Okay. And always have. Um, I've had as much stuff at home as I did at the shop as far as tools and equipment go. I mean, you know the Park Electric work stand, the motorized oh, yeah. one? Oh, yeah. I have that you in my that? basement. I have, the ah, double, there you go. All right. I have the double arm one in my basement. It barely fits in the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, it's like a half a centimeter from touching the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I have a full, so I can do anything. I'm still in my dealing basement. with a pro here. And that's what I do. And what I do is so a lot of people that used to come to this shop. I mean, I have people that are still were customers at my previous shop that still that now just bring they just bring it to my house. They like text me, hey, I'm going to drop it off, you know, because I again, I live out in the middle of nowhere. Even if I'm not home, I can be like, yeah, just stick it behind the garage. And they do. And it's just there. And I, I do the work and then I just put it back out there and they come and get it whenever they can. And then they PayPal me the money. It's like okay, okay so cool. it's a, you know so you're not you're not having to pay rent right like you right exactly. you got your stuff there and now you're still also doing um the 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 pit work for a uh, variety of top level athletes too right um some I'm I, okay. this might have been my last season doing that okay. I always I always watch the pits though like when I watch a yeah. cyclocross race I go to the pit yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah well you're I guess I wanted to know what I'm dealing with, right? Because I, I didn't want to, like, a slow ride podcast, we tend to, we don't have guests very often for a reason, because right. they I mean, usually I, don't want to come back. But I, I did, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but I did, like, I, I pitted for Katie Compton at Nationals yeah, yeah. in Reno, so yeah. I mean, no, I, I know, like, you, yeah. you know the game, and that's yeah. where I, so let me start with, with the question, I'll answer it first, and then you'll see where I'm getting at. So, when you're working at a bike shop, there's always... You have customers that you love. You have customers mm-hmm. that you love but are a little frustrating. You have customers mm-hmm. that you love that you don't want to deal with, but you're like, you know what, they're a good person at heart. And yeah. then you get the customer that just irritates you. <laughs> yes. You can call them grip sniffers. You can call them whatever you want. They're maybe <laughs> not going to buy anything. They're just wasting your time. Yes. And, they, they, you know, some people don't like them. That's fine. Uh-huh. The people that I didn't like that just kind of just rubbed me the wrong way, uh-huh. Was the know-it-all because I I was in Gainesville, Florida, the college town, right? <laughs> okay. Huge engineering program. Yeah, college so you had engineers en- come in, en- and you knew exactly where I was going with this. Engineers. Yeah. Yep. I know, like I'm just gonna paint the broad brush, 
But an engineer coming in to tell you what's wrong with their bike. And meanwhile, I'm like, don't talk to me. Talk to my expert mechanic over here. Right. Um, right. Well, amazing mechanic named Brian. Brian will take care of you. Um, <laughs> or then also my business partner, Keith. Keith Richards uh-huh. by his way, name. His nice. name is Keith Richards. Rock nice. and roll. Yes. I, but an engineer was the one that always got me because they, yeah. they knew better. And then you're like, and they always tried to do it themselves. And then they'd <laughs> right. mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. That sign, right. That it's like the cost of this much for us to look at this much for us to fix. And this much, if you've tried to fix it yourself. Yes, there's right. that. And then an engineer <laughs> would always be the one. Yeah. And this is what made them irritating to me. And I don't know how you are about this. <laughs> They'd want to like stand over the mechanic uh, to see what he was doing. So yeah. then they wouldn't have to come back in the store again. Right. Cause like the way their mind worked is that they wanted to learn totally understand just yes. not in my shop. Like this is yeah. not, yeah. you know, I'm not the, the park tool YouTube. I'm not bike shop CX to walk you through this or the old bike shop right. show. I, I am like, you're paying for expert. You can sit over there. I'll get you a coffee, get you water. Here's mm-hmm. our Wi-Fi code. Yeah. But you don't need to stand like six inches over the, the mechanic. And- and I think it's an intriguing, it's a, it's a fine line for a shop too, because I think, you know, we toyed with the idea once of just having an open hour like that, right? Where you just had customers coming like, all right, let us show you how to do a couple of things, right? Um, and charging for that, right? So they would come and, and, you know, learn something or whatever, learn. We even thought, well, let's do a wheel build thing because the idea is, okay, yes, we're teaching them how to build wheels and then they won't come to us to build wheels maybe, but they're still, but they will be loyal and they'll be buying spokes for everything that they build and they'll be buying rims and they'll be buying all their stuff from us. And if they maybe, can't get the pop out, they come back to you because you're the expert. Totally. Yeah. Under, right. And, totally and, and because that. we like taught them this skill, they will feel loyal to come to us and buy all their parts. Yes. You know, um, so, but yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah. I mean, you'd have that person all the time, but you know, it works the opposite way too, because I don't know if you heard us telling the story about Sonny Gilbert's husband, Doug, that went in and asked the shop for the metallic brake pads, the, okay. sh- the, meta- the metal, he needed metallic Shimano brake pads for her because, you know, that's, they were all the mud and stuff yeah, yeah. that we've been riding in this year. And, um, and the mechanics like, well, well, you know, organic pads are better. And he's like, <laughs> no. Yeah, Dude, like, do, you, do you know who I am? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, really? Um, that's nice, but I just want your, I just want metallic pads. Like, I, like, I, I think I know. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Like, it's definitely a, a give and take. Uh-huh. It's just the other, um, so I was irritating customer one, the engineer. I, yes. I'm on a roll. Yes. Just let me roll with this. Yes. And, no, I got it. Yeah. Irritating customer number two at a bike shop. Don't be the bike shop customer that comes in with the, can I just borrow a tool for a second? Oh. Right? <laughs> yes. they, they may be worse that, like the engineers usually are okay because they, they do spend some money. It's just that it's their learning style. They just get yeah. a little too close to the mechanic. That's the, those are that. So I'll draw the line there. Yeah. But the customer that comes in was just like, oh, dude, I'm just going to borrow an Allen key for a second. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, then why'd you cut, like, you can buy an <laughs> Allen key over there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, why and don't this you? Ha- this happens at cyclocross races all the time, too. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, like, I, let me go yeah. to the fit. Let me go to the yeah. pit of another team. 
Can yeah. I just borrow your tool real quick? Yeah. Or even the team tent. Like I'd have people like we'd have we had we were sponsored by Focus one year. So we had a, a whole, you know, two feedback racks, just solid focus bikes. And so this guy rolls up in his focus and he's like, you know, focus has that rat through yeah, axle yeah. that's yeah, just, yeah. just terrible. And and they always break because people over tighten them and you get this little the the plastic bushing pinches and there's a way you can fix it, right? And he comes up, he's like can you guys look at my through axle real quick? I'm racing in five minutes. Can you guys just look at that real quick? I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you? It's a, no. I mean, oh my god. It's like the. Oh, it drives me nuts. The, the can, can you do this? Like what he thought you guys were like the focus tent, right? Like, yeah, like we're not the team. Yeah. Oh man, it drives me nuts. And those are. Um, so do you have? A customer that that you just I know this is sounds really negative, but this is slow ride style here. Is there just some like advice that you could give from the green room to our uh-huh. loyal bike listeners, bike bike aficionados that are listening to this podcast? Yeah. What what is like the number one piece of advice that, that Scott Diedenbach, the bike shop CX, can give the, yeah. someone walking? Here's into a the bike one shop? that here's the one that drives me crazy. It's kind of related to your one with the person that wants to borrow the tool. It's the person that brings a part that they bought off of Amazon. Okay. And they want you to install it. Really? So that one got you? Yeah. Because it's like, there's my profit. That's a huge chunk of the profit of me doing this. It depends what it is, right? Like, I've had people show up with a cassette, right? And they're like, oh, how much to swap this cassette out? And I'll be like, especially if they're like somebody that comes all the time, that they're in the shop all the time, and they've... you know, they're a good customer. I'd be like, oh, you know, I just do it and be like, you're done. You're good. You don't have to pay for that. You've, you've spent (laughs) thousands of dollars here. I'm not going to charge you for a five minute cassette swap, but the, you know, but the people that would be like, or or they'd come to me, this is, I had a guy, he'd come to me, price out a cassette, a 10 speed cassette. And then, so I tell him the price and I give him a little deal because he's, he's kind of regular. And he says to me, well, I could probably get that cheaper on Amazon, though, right? I was like, oh, like asking you, right? Yeah. Asking me, okay. And I'm like, That's... I don't, I don't know, maybe. But I said, who's going to put it on for you? He's like, well, I'll bring it back. I'm like, okay, tell me. So he brings it back, and he's, I'm like, what did you pay for that cassette? Now I don't, I don't remember what it was, fifty bucks. And I'm like, okay. He's like, how much to put it on? I said, fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I, so I will say this that. I didn't have a there's certain parts that if you bought online personally, I didn't get mad at because I just uh-huh. was out of control of it. Right. So College yeah. Town, if someone bought a Shimano part that they could get from Chain Reaction or Wiggle yeah. over in yeah. the UK cheaper yeah. than I could source it on my own. Like you're like, OK, like that's a that's a problem. But that's that's a problem with Shimano as well. Right. And their mm-hmm. their price yeah. schematic. But I would have. I wouldn't mind if a customer came in with their own gear if mm-hmm. they did not shop me first, right? right? Like if, like so, I didn't mind if like if Scott came into Swift Cycle and was like, "Hey, um, here's here's these brakes. I need to, I mm-hmm. need to put these on the bike, and then mm-hmm. I have my labor costs. Like, all right, yeah, like you know what, whatever, yeah. I'll put them on. Like that's the labor cost. Yeah. I would have a problem like like you had just said if you came in, you're like, how much can you get me for these? Yeah, and breaks. that's and that's and then that's they real, ask you if they can if yeah. they're somewhere else cheaper. That's that's how I should have said it, and also wanted to make sure they would get the right one at Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
but so we're it's right. like you're, you want all of me to give you all this information so that you can go buy it from someone else. Yeah. Can I tell you, irritating <laughs> customer number three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll is stop this here. Three or like five or something. Yeah, yeah. This is the next one. Is it, it tended to be a dad? Um, uh-huh. It was usually a dad that would bring in a kid's bike mm-hmm. to be built from a box, and then <laughs> yeah. that they had bought online. So you're like, whatever. Uh-huh. You know what? We're all on a budget. I, yeah. I absolutely have no problem with people like. In, in the bike shop world, like I'm also working to try to make a living along with Keith yeah. and Brian. Like, so I understood how this was. Right. So you, you find a discount, you know, bike online or whatever. And then they bring it into the shop because they could, didn't have the tools to do it. They're like, oh, I'll bring it to the shop. Mm-hmm. But then they would scoff at the bike build price. Right. Because right? we would have on the board bike from box. Yeah. And if it had if it was single speed, a little bit cheaper than if it was gears because of, you know, or disc yeah. brakes or whatever. And, you know, yeah. you kind of build that in the cost because it's it's all based on time. Of what it's more time. Costs. Exactly. Exactly. And then they'd scoff at it and be like, well, it's a kid's bike. And you're like, well, yeah, it's 24 speed, 24 inch mountain bike that you spent one hundred and twenty five dollars <laughs> on. Right? right. Good job. You got a deal. I don't know if I'd buy that, but it is what it is. I appreciate you bringing it to a professional bike shop to put it together. So right. it's safe. And your kid's not going to get hurt. We're going to go through the wheels. We're going to do the whole thing. But that's a that you know that's a seventy five dollar bike build or a hundred dollar. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact labor cost. But then they'd scoff at that. Well, my bike was cheaper. And yeah. it's like, well, then you can put it together. Yeah. Like, do you trust the Chinese factory that you got it from? Which sure, maybe you do. Maybe they pass some standards. I don't know. But yep. if you're going to pay for an expert, which you walked in here to do, then you got to pay for the expert. I don't come into yeah. your your business. I don't go to a doctor and say like, oh. Man, that's how much a uh, thrombectomy costs. Oh, man. You know, like, guess what? I'm paying it. Well, I used to tell a lot of people, I'd be like, here's here's the thing. Cheap bikes are more expensive to work on. Oh, absolutely. stuff just doesn't work the way it's supposed to. So I I get that all the time. I mean, nowadays, you can even, like, the price of a tune-up can even be three quarters of what a department store bike costs right yeah i mean tune-ups nowadays are you know they're 80 90 bucks and so yeah. people would be like well that's that's almost you know that's only 40 dollars less than what i paid for the bike i'm like i i understand but this <laughs> thing is more time consuming for me to work on than a two thousand dollar road bike right oh. that will you just opened so, up a whole other can of worms that I started writing down for the next episode of the uh, the green room, which is <laughs> right. going to become surly bike sh- former bike shop owner room. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the show has legs. But you and I we could right. we could write like the the bill of rights or or the ten commandments You're of right. being a bike shop customer. Yes, yes. And since neither of us own the shop anymore, it's not going to hurt us at all. Right, like, like, no we're, like we're right. here to do the service. Right, you can listen to Bike Shop CX to learn how to. <laughs> Learn everything you want about your bike, the mechanics, right. everything about it, right? Right. Listen to the Slow Ride podcast on how to, um, you know, look good when you're riding your bike, even though you look right. like a clown anyway, right? Right. Make sure you wave right. at your, your friends as, or whatever. As good as possible. Yeah. 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 We combine it into this <laughs> green room of just how not to be a horrible human being in the bike world. Right. <laughs> I promise we'll have some positive things to go on here. Uh, I got one more for you. This is... Oh, this yeah. Guy, Keep them coming. This, this guy comes walking in the door. He's got... He's he's like looking at his phone as he's walking in the door, right? I see him. I happen to be just passing, so I kind of stopped. He's walking in the door. He... I've never seen this guy ever before. I have no idea what kind of rider he is, 
What? Right. And I, I'm going to ask you what kind of writer you think this guy is. Okay. He comes walking in the door. He he has a Amazon page on his phone. Triathlete. He turns it and puts it like <laughs> a, a foot from my face, and there's a wheel set. And he says, <laughs> "This is what he says. How much faster will these make me?" It's got to be a triathlete. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. As soon as you said that, that he walked in with Amazon already on his uh, phone, yes. like you, you give away too much there, Scott. I'm I, like, dude, I how can I possibly answer? I don't even know what kind of bike you have. Yeah, I don't. Well, and then you say like that. I always get to like, well, I mean, you know. We'd have to get you in the wind tunnel to really test that out. <laughs> right, uh, right. You know, right, that's booked right. up for the next day. Uh, you know, yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're going to have fun with this, Scott. So, yes. all right. In the last couple minutes here, Creative Commons music. So we, we okay. need a music that we don't need to pay royalties for. Yeah. Right? So when we put this on Spotify or wherever, it doesn't yep. get flagged. <laughs> it doesn't get... So we don't have to pay $100,000 per episode. For for the Beatles song, you know, like right, right. Um, so do you have, do you have some that are already like cream of the crop? Like you've got four um, or five. Like like what do we? Have, how we do? Oh, this? I've got a whole list, but yeah, we don't have to pay through all of them. But I wanted to like hit you with some of these. So this is this yeah. loyalty freak guy, yeah. um, or girl. I don't know. It's loyalty freak, whatever. And so they they got some of their songs broken down into three categories. Here they are: hyper metal. Yep. Positive attitude, okay, and roller disco dance dance. So I, I, we're already the surliest of everything, but I think a positive attitude may be a pretty cool place right. to dive into first. All right, all right. So we'll start. We'll start there. Right? All right. This one is called "Under Positive Attitude." This is called "Go to the Picnic." Oh yes. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so this is that, that's a little. That? I think that that could be a really good segment song. Like, oh, let's yeah. go. Let, you know, let's go yeah. into the bike shop. Yeah. Like, wh- oh, yeah. Right. Like that could be let's our. Go into, let's go. Like into we could go into the bike room. shop. This is when we were going to get into the. Uh, that's where Surly, Surly Tim and, and, <laughs> and I, I would say Scott. Surly Scott because you're you're still the voice of reason here. Um, right. You know, because you still have customers that come and hang out with right, you and, and right, you fix their bikes. Right. So, yeah, that could be the. Uh, I like it. Uh, but not not as a title so, track. Okay. So the next one is called, are you ready for this? I love yeah, this yeah. title. Hug Convoy. Oh, the Hug Convoy. I love it already. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. The, what do you think? <laughs> clear, clearly the best one so far. We've only listened to two. Well, let's see. All right. Next the Hug one Convoy is, is pretty good. Next one is Love Train. All right. And that, you know, that... That could have a double meaning right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about this one, but here we go. It's <laughs> like the so I don't know, I don't know. Well, I, I think Hug Convoy. Uh, to play one more here, and then I do want to okay. hear some of the hyper metal. All right, I got one more, and this is called Sweet Sun. Okay. That that could be the winner to the start that of the reminds green room. me of like when my grandpa used to play organ back in like he had this like <laughs> electronic yeah. organ that he used you know like it had these like the Roomba beat and you press one key yeah, yeah. and it plays yeah. like this beat yeah that kind of I kind of like that one because that that reminds me a little bit of like before the curtains go up at an old timey movie theater yeah, right before yep. the show really starts yep. and that's kind of when yep. you're in the green room that's what you hear yep. 
So that yep. could be the uh, that could be the winner. That's my favorite one so far. A little bossa nova. Uh, yeah. Can can you play just one or two of the the hyper metal? Um, so the metal ones, the metal ones are great because I'm going to read you all the names of these first because okay. it's just hysterical. So the, the metal ones are maxi metal, extra metal, super metal, giga metal, and <laughs> ultimate metal. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme right there. They're, they're all the darkest <laughs> of all metals. Um, all right, let's go. Let's get so into we're it. Gonna hit, I'm going to hit maxi metal here. here we go. Oh, the drums come in at just the right moment. I, I that's good. That's, that's I think good, metal, isn't it? Me, metal may be the winners here. Okay, so here's extra metal, real quick. <laughs> oh man, these are already that's, winners already. Okay, keep that's it coming. Kind of jamming, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, super metal. Eh, I don't not you, not so much. I, I like the first one or two better. All right, I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna skip Giga Metal, but I'm gonna hit you with Ultimate Metal. Okay. I'm gonna jump up a little bit. Oh. There you okay. go. What do you think of yeah. that? It's all right. I I think we got to go with number two. So the in the metal category, so the extra yeah. metal. I, I'm right. I'm a fan of extra metal, and then I would okay. also say that when we get into bike shop talk, we uh-huh. have to go back to the the hug, hug convoy. convoy. Yeah, so <laughs> so we we've, we've got it done. W- what do go. you think of that? Are you okay? I I love it. I love right. it. I think right. those are those are great choices. I'd be I'm fine with both of those. So oh, awesome. Well, thanks for uh, Corey. I mean, I didn't get to play. You know, I got <laughs> these other ones. That <laughs> everybody's jazzing it. I mean, oh uh, no, I th- I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we found it. I think we found it. All we right. accomplished that. Well, that was that was a ton of fun. So let's um, yeah, man. We'll give a shout out. So I'll I'll just do a quick start. So uh, thanks, Scott. But this is Tim from the Slow Ride Podcast. You can check us out at the um, Slow Ride Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or wherever. Absolute fun here, and we are a also a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. So go to wideanglepodium.com to find out more. It's where you can find out about Grimper Brothers Coffee. I know you guys talk about it all the time. Um, yep. The Hello Cyclocross uh, Friends blend just go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee and then uh yeah so that's kind of what i've got okay cool yeah and this is scott from bike shop cx uh you can find us of course on wide angle podium or wherever you get your uh your podcast uh i am at bike shop cx on instagram and twitter uh, if you want to get a hold of me and we do tech we answer tech questions about bikes so if you're interested in sending us uh one of those Bike shop show at gmail.com. And it's a definite listen every two weeks when the show comes out. I love yeah, it. Likewise. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I got to admit, I think we're going to be able to crush the how to the, the bike shop customer 10 commandments. So, yeah, we are, uh, well, yeah, that'll be, be an, an evolving thing. And, and sometime we'll get <laughs> I used to listen to another podcast that did like the 10 commandments when you go to see a movie, how to not be rude. OK. This is very similar. So, yeah, I see us posting something on the website at some point. Yeah. yeah. In a PDF um, that people can download. Can you just go to Amazon real quick and uh, check to see uh, the price on that for me? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Exactly. This is absolutely fun. All right, Tim. Yeah, thanks, man. And um, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we don't know where this show is going exactly, but it's going to be fun. So, oh, yeah. Here be we go. a lot of fun. All right. All right, man. Bye.